Hi, guys. Thank you for joining me for this bonus episode. I am very excited. I have to thank my friends at Ford and Shelby for inviting me to the Sonoma Raceway to drive the new Shelby GT500. Yes. And those of you who know me know that this could go either way. So I decided to get some more background on the car. I'll be talking to Billy Johnson, professional race car driver and a Ford test driver that worked on the GT500. You'll also hear me get some advice from another race car driver that I know and love. The little shit. I'm glad you guys are here. Listen to this. Iacocca asked the legendary Shelby to turn the Mustang into a high-performance vehicle. And Shelby jumped at this opportunity. My guest this week is the 2016 IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge GS Champion. He currently drives for Chip Ganassi Racing in the UK, the number 66 Ford GT, which I got to drive as well, Billy. I don't, nice. think, I, I don't think I drove it as well as you. I got to drive it also. That's, that's, a, that's a more accurate way of saying that. <laughs> when he was 17, he won a scholarship to race at the Skip Barber Racing School and a scholarship to race in Valencia, Spain, to compete in their inaugural season's Formula One BMW USA Challenge. When I was 17, I figured out how to play over the hills and far away on my guitar, Billy. Well, I can't play guitar, so always wanted to learn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I am very grateful he has made time for us today. He is a test driver for Ford, and he did the work on the Shelby GT500, which I am going to drive at the Sonoma Raceway. I wanted to speak to him before I go up there and do that, because those of you who know me, there might not be an after. <laughs> I'm very grateful he's here with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please help me welcome Billy Johnson. How are you, pal? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm very, I'm very, very excited. So, yeah, you, you, you raced the Ford GT. I drove the Ford GT, um, and they told me that when it goes into assembly, it, it hits like a fork on the assembly line. And if it makes a left, it becomes a street car. And if it makes a right, it becomes a race car. So it's that close. Pretty much. Yeah. That is uh, made by Multimatic, the company that I work for and also drive for. Mm-hmm. And definitely on the, the assembly line, the, the tubs either continue straight, like you said, or they get pulled off to become some of the cars that I got to race at Le Mans. So it's definitely a, a really neat thing. And also it is by far the closest, the, the road car is the closest to the race car of any other car in that class, whether it's the Porsche, BMWs, Ferrari, Corvettes, they vary, a, the race car versions vary a lot more from the road car mm-hmm. versus the, the 4 GT. It is like even the, the roll cage, the upper cage structure in the, the 4 GT street car is identical to the road car. The only yeah. real difference is the race car has the door bars and a, an additional X brace in the back. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, it's it's a monster. I mean, for those of you who don't know, it's, uh, it's a 647-horsepower twin-turbo EcoBoost. Yep. And um, you know what I loved about it? The airflow they have that, that comes in on the side vent that cools the brakes exits out the taillight. Just yeah, the there's a lot of, of taillight, uh, all, all that ingenuity just right there. I, mean, I thought that, was, I thought that was, was, was so clever. That really captured my attention. Well, just the looks of it is unlike anything else out there with just that fuselage that tapers to the back like an airplane and those yeah. massive runners that go through the, the center of the car. It's definitely a very cool aerodynamic. Low thing. slung and sexy, baby. You drive that, you're fighting crime. <laughs> it would definitely be something that uh, Batman should drive. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you started kart uh, racing at 13. Yeah, a yeah. little bit late compared to a lot of uh, – 
other race car drivers started when they were like three, four, five years old. Thirteen mm-hmm. is like I was an old timer coming in as a newbie uh, when I was a kid. Yeah, but that that see that's a, I I got I know enough about cars that any kid knows from you know beating on a rented car in a mall parking lot. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after it rained, so you could slide the tires easier, you know. And Definitely. I actually I um I would uh to teach myself to heel toe Billy, I would take a cassette case and i would duct tape it to the uh the brake pedal so it was even with the gas pedal that's very ingenious and a very good thing to do when the pedals are so small there's a big gap between the the gas and the brake that's a really good way to to help them the fact that you on your own were working on heel toe shifting that's better than a lot of guys who do track days like there's a lot of guys who are purists about manuals and i like to shift and Mm -hmm. manual and and everything like that but oh i want auto blip yeah. Like, no, man. Like, if, if you want auto blip, just drive an automatic. But the fact that you're doing heel toe downshifting and trying to figure that out, that's pretty cool. Okay, listen. I tried it, Billy. It lasted me. As soon as the cassette <laughs> case cracked, that's it. Forget it. I'm not heel toeing. I'll, I'll get lucky in rev match once in a while. <laughs> but at least you tried. Yeah. That's yeah. better than a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and before we get too geeky, rev matching basically is uh, so you don't have to, when you go into, when you downshift into a turn, you don't have to uh, go hard on the brakes, so you you don't. There's no load transfer to the front of the car, so it's a smoother kind of transition of power into the turn. I know the yeah, theories, well. Billy. I just can't fucking do it. <laughs> well, then we need to work together. I was just at the track yesterday with a GT500, so that could have been you. You should have came out to Buttonwillow with us. Oh man, I, I'm I, like I said, I'm going up to Sonoma to drive it. I actually, when I got Top Gear, I'll, I'll tell you what I need to work on. I got Top Gear right, and I I went to stunt school because my buddy was a stunt driver. So, you know, I, I, I perfected the dopey stuff I knew, you know, like a handbrake turn, the Rockford, you know. You know well, that's the, the cool stuff. Like, that, that's yeah, more interesting that's what and fun I want. than yeah, that's what I, I'm not. <laughs> look, I, I have ADD. You know how hard it is for me to keep my eyes down the track, Billy? <laughs> I can't. Well, then you le- should be a stunt driver. <laughs> no, I, I wreck shit. That's what stunt drivers do. Yeah. That's right up your alley. You are like the epitome of stuntman driver. Yeah. Well, our mutual friend Tanner Faust tried to help me too. He sent me to ice driving school uh, in Colorado, Steamboat. And if you guys, if anyone listening wants to learn car control, you go to ice driving school and you're driving on ice. So it's it's all the theories and the principles uh, at a very slow speed on a very slick surface, and it's it's nothing but fun. Yeah, that's a great recommendation, and uh, plus it's a lot of fun. Yo, yeah, it's a, we actually did an episode. One of the last episodes we did was at the ice driving school uh, in convertibles in the wintertime. Because we're with the tops down. Yeah, with the tops down, because we're idiots. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so you are a test driver for Ford. Yeah. And you did all the test driving for the GT500, which I am driving at Sonoma with my limited ability. You're going to have a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> 760 horsepower, supercharged V8 Mustang. What could go wrong? Yeah. Oh, I'm looking for, I, I, I looked up the space. Zero to 60, uh, 3.5, and a 10.6 quarter mile. Yeah. Bone stock. Bone stock. Yeah. And here's the thing about that car, which I'm excited about it. It's it's a muscle car, but it's also a sports car. You know, it's got that. It's a little hybridy. Is that a fair assessment, Billy? Absolutely. With the 2015 Mustang going to an independent rear suspension for the first time, mm-hmm. it transformed the Mustang into a sports car. Yeah. So the GT500 being the the top level and variant of uh, of Mustang. It was built to go around road courses, which is what you're going to do up there uh, very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at 760 horsepower, 
Here's my question. How do you get it to the ground? That is a very good question. And it is very, very hard to do that, but the Ford guys have accomplished it. So coming down to suspension setups, springs, sway bars, shock settings, it has the, the electrical Magneride mm -hmm. shocks on there. So it's not like a normal uh, spring and shock combination. It has dampers that have an electrical current that goes through them that can vary how stiff and soft the suspension is. So how that's tuned can affect the handling balance. It can affect how well the car can put power down to the ground, how the body rolls, uh, you name it. As, and then from tire development, aero development, uh, there's a lot that goes into making that car put that power to the ground, but it does. Okay, It is really, really impressive. The one thing that's going into that car to put the power to the ground is me. That's the one I'm concerned about. <laughs> well, with the stability control left on, even in track mode. So when mm. you go out there, throw it in track mode and go drive it. And that stability system, one, it doesn't intervene that much. Mm. So you could just stomp on it at the on the throttle at the apex. And with everything turned off, it does a really good job at putting that power down. But with the track mode stability control on, I don't know. I would need to buy you a beer if you were able to get that car to, to spin out with the, the way that the stability control is programmed because it is so good that uh, even with somebody with your amazing skill sets, ha! it should not be able to uh, spin out. Okay, Billy, So I'm that's just... my challenge for you. And the stability control you said is not that intrusive, but it's there to keep an eye on you. Basically, non-intrusive stability control to me is like it's it's a drunken babysitter. You know, she's there, but she's had a few. That's a good way of putting it. And there's like, that's the hard part. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of cars that have uh, intrusive stability control systems where you can't have fun, like right. a responsible babysitter. Mm -hmm. No, you can't do that. You can't have fun. But then a unintrusive one, typically, like you said, the, the drunken babysitter, you're, uh, you're breaking your leg, falling off of, uh, falling down the stairs mm. but our goal is to have a fun babysitter where you can have fun but they'll catch you before you fall down the stairs but you can still goof off and and play without uh telling your mom okay so that's what we're going for and uh and i think that we have the most fun babysitter in that gt500 and and i want you to to push that babysitter's buttons and see if you can make her mad or see if uh she's not paying attention and you end up well hopefully not getting hurt <laughs> okay and it's a seven speed automatic yes yes okay dual clutch transmission so uh you don't need to worry about your heel toe downshifting yeah <laughs> you could just grab the paddle and i will and tell you i had the gt350 uh they gave it to me for a week what a fun car and it was a manual and i had nothing but fun in that car awesome glad to hear that that's another car that uh that i worked on and was uh definitely really proud of the, the end result and, and proud of what the whole team has accomplished. Did you ever, can you tell us something that you suggested that did make it not only through production, but made it into a, a car that's produced? Yeah, I'd say the ABS programming on the 2019 GT350s. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think the 2019 350 is just, oh, there's a bigger spoiler on the back and they put uh, more aggressive Cup 2 Michelin tires on it mm -hmm. and, oh, it's the same. It's like, no, there was a lot of suspension upgrades to the, the Magna Ride suspension, that electric suspension 
the programming of that and also the programming of the, the anti-lock brake system that makes it stop faster in a straight line, as well as you can trail brake the car more. So now the 2019 car, you can go into a corner trailing off the brakes and the thing rotates. It doesn't understeer and, and push wide and, and plow like a, uh, like a, a muscle car you're, you're trying to make turn. It feels like a high-end sports car where it rotates, it turns, it feels even lighter and faster. So I'm pretty uh, proud of uh, the work that was done on, on the ABS of that, which really helps make that 2019 GT350 literally seconds per lap faster than the uh, previous version. You ever been in a 2019 and you hit the brakes as you're going into a turn, ABS kicks in, you're a second faster, then you look over at your girl and go, I did that. It works on a lot of girls like that. They just get all excited and, and antsy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should try it. Like, just say like, hey, I worked on this car. Yeah. Trust me, Adam. Who it, needs money in real estate? Life. All you got to do is fix the brakes. Yeah. You, you feel that? Yeah, that, that was me. That was me, baby. <laughs> Without me, we're understeering into that wall. You're welcome. That, actually, that there's truth to that. Yeah. <laughs> So I wanted to ask you this because one of the things I did learn uh, uh, about uh, my driving style is uh, it's dangerous for myself and everyone else concerned. But elevation changes, I always spin out on an elevation change. Why and what can I do about it? An elevation change is when you're going like downhill into a turn. That's the yeah, way you so bite there's the a ass. lot of elevation changes at Sonoma. Oh, good. I so, was concerned there wouldn't be. Go ahead. Yes. The, the reason why the cars get light is because over the, the crest or a hill, mm -hmm. it's like hitting a speed bump too fast. You hit the speed bump and then you launch in the air and you're kind of airborne in, in the car. Well, the car feels that same thing. So when you get to these uh, big elevation changes in, in crests, and there's one at the apex of turn one uh, at Sonoma, there, or I'm sorry, turn two, there's also another one at like 3A, the, the car gets light almost airborne and when you're light when the car is light there's not as much grip mm -hmm. so that's why when you are cresting these hills and you're turning you can easily lose grip and and spin out okay so the the, the counter move not to do that just come in slower no it you want to have your your good entry speed you want to have good uh mid corner speed so you need to get it slowed down for the proper speed you need to get down to the the apex and then once the car lands like it gets light at the mm -hmm. apex over the crest and then once it lands then you can roll on on the throttle so uh just be patient once the car lands then accelerate uh, so see? don't stomp on the throttle like my previous recommendation mm -hmm. when the car's airborne <laughs> yeah. Okay. You see, we said be patient. Yeah. I. Th th that's the problem, Billy. I I'll let you talk to my wife. She'll tell you that's what he does. He's not. <laughs> well, that's why I'm hoping that uh, that the stability control system in the GT500 can uh, help keep you on all four tires on the pavement. But I want you mm. in turn seven. That's when once you get to the apex, I want you to, to stomp on it. Uh, don't do it in three A or or two. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at. The, I'm I'm gonna put up. I'm gonna put up a map of the, of the racetrack so you guys you can see. I'll put a link to it so you guys can see what we're talking about. Turn seven is where you want me to do. That's tight. That's coming out of that. That's straight. That's a that's a tight right hander. Yep, but it's slow. So that's why if anything bad happens, uh, 
And let's say you happen to be as talented as you claim and spin, <laughs> you're not going to hit anything. If uh, Oh, so it's, if you... it's, it's not that you, you think that's a good turn to do it. It's just that's better for everybody else if I wreck there. Well, I don't think you – even if you spin out there, you probably won't wreck anything. So that's why that's a safe place to okay. test this. If you do this somewhere else that's not safe, like exiting 11 with that wall right on your left, mm -hmm. you could have a bad day. Yeah, 11's bad. 11's yeah. really tight. I'm looking at it right now. 11's really, really, all right. And there's walls everywhere. Like, once you tr you track out to that wall. So you're tracking out, and your left mirror is basically scraping that wall. Oh, good. I was, uh, I drove a uh, uh, Rockingham, uh, the oval NASCAR track. I did it in a police car. I did it in the, uh, in a Dodge. And that wall, when, to, to do the, the right line in that track, you're right up against that wall in the straightaway. Yeah. It, it's friggin' and, and, and it's banked. So it's mm. like and it wasn't a dry sump, so I can only do it like once or twice before all the <laughs> before all the oil is like out of the motor. So and it I, goes kaboom. Yeah. So uh yeah, I but just real real interesting stuff. The biggest change um on the GT five hundred is what, in your opinion? From the previous five hundred? From the previous five hundred, yes. Ooh everything mm -hmm. the biggest change is everything the chassis is all new with uh, the independent rear suspension the big 5.8 liter is now a smaller 5.2 liter mm -hmm. that's lighter the supercharger is better the engine's way better it's making way more horsepower it has a dual clutch transmission versus a, a standard manual like it's everything turned up to 11 yeah, so, I do I do like the new body style the, the this those those uh, like those C pillar vents they took that yeah. off. They made it. They made it all nice and smooth now. And I do. I do like it. It's a little more. Uh, a, a little more sleeker, in my opinion. Definitely, it's uh, a lot more elegant, uh, sportier, mm -hmm. and I would say compared to the previous 500, outright handling. So mm -hmm. if you want one dynamic, it handles way better. It is a supercar killer, supercar competitor, uh, versus the previous 500. I have a few friends that track them and. You have to do some work to them to make them pretty competent on a racetrack. But this new car, this new 500, mm -hmm. just go to the racetrack. Drive it. Have fun. You don't have to upgrade the brakes. You don't have to upgrade suspension. Uh, you not Like brake pads, bone mm -hmm. stock, just run them. I can't burn up the brakes. And I know you're not going to be able to burn up those brakes. Don't challenge me, Billy. Nope. I I am confident you are not going to be able to burn up the brakes in that 500. I, it was it six pistons in the front? They are six, six and, and a four? half inches. Sixteen and a half inch brake. Sixteen and a half inches. Rotors and six pistons front, four pistons in the rear. I think you got it. Yep. Yeah, I'll break those easy. Uh, <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> but the car itself, I mean, it's it's. I always found the Mustang to be a very balanced car. Um, it's um, and and the visibility was always good for me, and uh, and the cockpit wasn't. See, the thing with the Dodge, the Hellcat. Is is great. I drove a, a the Hellcat Challenger, and I think the uh, that car is, if I'm not mistaken, 767 horsepower. Just ridiculous. Seven. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I can't remember. It is a lot of fucking horsepower. Uh, but the but the the uh, it's a big girl. You know that cockpit's big. It's wide. You know. Yeah. Um, I I felt very uh, I felt very not snug, but. Comfortable in the GT350. The visibility was great. I, I think the, the Mustang has a better visibility than the, than the Camaro does. Yep. 
and uh, and the seats were great. I think they're the same seats that were in the GT uh, three fifty. The side bolsters just get you; they hold you. It's a it's a very comfortable car to drive. It's civilized on the road, and it's an animal when you need it to be. That's the whole. That was the goal and objective of it, and I definitely think uh, Ford delivered on it. Yeah, and you could see, like I I've driven a lot of them. Um, I like the bullet one. I actually do like that. The new bullet was fun. They gave me that. Steve. Nice. Yeah. There's a, for those, I got a picture of Steve McQueen behind me. Uh, and that, that was one of my favorite cars when I was a kid was the bullet must, the 68, uh, 390 fastback. It just, it sat right. They got the proportions right on this, on the fastback. I, in my opinion, in 67. I agree. That's a iconic look. And I'd say the, the new 2015 and newer car has a little bit of that mm-hmm. look again, that yeah. fastback feel to it. And yeah, that's uh it was a, it, it was a car that just resonated with me. Uh, so I got to drive, uh, uh, that one and they did a great job on on the bullet car. it's all badge delete and you get you get the bullet on the uh rear gas tank and i think the door sill and the uh you get the cue ball shifter which is really cool and it rev matches for you so i don't have to put a cassette uh, case on the brake pad and you have that dark green which is iconic yeah yeah highland green i think it was yeah yeah that's good all right though that car spoke to me um what car spoke to you when you were a kid Whew. Honestly, it'd be two cars that I were just a nutcase over when I was younger, and that would be the the original Acura NSX mm-hmm. and the Dodge Viper GTS, the blue with white stripes. Blue, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So those are kind of antithesis of each other. Like you have the yeah. low horsepower, amazing handling car, and then you have the the big brute American. Uh, way of doing things big engine big tires big brakes to go fast Mm -hmm. and what a lot of people say is not a lot of refinement but that viper in a lot of these magazine tests still would destroy all these european exotic cars that handle way better uh and and the vipers do handle great like i've driven a lot of them and and they're fun so those are probably the the two uh, most special cars to me growing up i always burnt my leg getting the back of my cab getting out of the viper yeah, that's, the they're exhaust. known for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did 147 through a tunnel in a Viper. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just uh, uneven, you know, uneven uh, uh, road. It was, it, was, it was, it was the Continental Divide. I come flying out of this tunnel at a buck 47. Tanner did it a 165 in a McLaren. I, I, I was the MP412C or. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if it was that one. I think it was the, oh, it was a Spider. I think it was an MP412C Spider. But, you know, the McLaren, the suspension in the McLaren, it's great, you know. Yeah. And he's Tanner Faust. Little shit. So, anyway, he does it, does 165, comes back and goes, listen, it's uneven. Don't go too fast. you got those big tires. You catch something, you'll, you'll eat the wall. I said, oh, okay, because Tanner's, Tanner's like, you know, he's the car guy. What he says on set goes. All right, fine. So, I get in there, and like I said, Billy, I got ADD, so I got a little distracted. And when you redline a Viper uh, on the tack, um, a red Viper comes up when you redline like this. <laughs> the snake. Yep. <laughs> I liked seeing that, Billy. <laughs> Ooh, shiny. Yeah, shiny <laughs> object. So I redlined every friggin' gear. I'm talking to the camera. I'm screaming. I'm going through the hair on fire. Last time I looked down, it was a buck 47. Poof, I flew out of the end of the, uh, the, the, uh, the tunnel. I come back. They're setting up the camera for us to talk about what just happened. Tanner heard the speed, and he's looking at me. 
And he's angry. I could see he's angry. He goes, what's the matter? He goes, how fast were you going? I said, last time I looked down, it was a buck 47. He went, you're a fucking idiot. And he was angry with me. And Rutt leans in and goes, he's trying to tell you he loves you. <laughs> and he was concerned about your well-being. <laughs> well, you kept it out of the wall. And uh, yeah, you weren't. I, I think he was also a little bit upset that you got that close to him. Yeah. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> he, he, I, I've seen him. I've seen him do shit in a car. That just yeah, 120 miles an hour in a turn texting. I mean, just he's just out of his fucking mind. He was the one. See, here's what happens on the show, Billy. We're we're daylight dependent usually, and we're always rushing to get a plane. And Tanner always drives one because Rut drives too slow, and I get us lost. And if Tanner's not driving, he gets car sick. So he's and and he'll get us to the plane on time. So we do Pikes Peak, we do the sunset shot. We got to get down Pikes Peak. We got to get to the airport. All right. We're in a minivan. So he was hauling ass down uh, okay. Pikes Peak in a minivan? Yeah. I get altitude sickness, and I'm throwing up. I got my head. <laughs> my head is out of the minivan. And I can only throw up on left turns, because if I throw up on right turns, the vomit will come back into the car. So Tanner's like, Tanner's like, you want me to pull over? I go, no, 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 just keep making lefts. So he's throwing, <laughs> he's rattling everything just so I, so I don't throw up into the car. Oh, look who's here. We were just talking about you. Hey, buddy. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, a little bit late. Took me a little while to land there. You can see the, uh, oh, got that's the where, nice. Where did you Little land? What's that? I'm in Big Bear. You're in Big Bear. Okay. See, yeah, yeah. say hi to Billy. Hey, Billy. How's it going, Tanner? How you doing, bud? Good to see you. It's been a while. Good to see you, too. It has been a while. You look old. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I could say the same to you. I know. Baby I face look is old. looking old now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I will say you don't, look, you don't look any different. It's been 10 years, uh, probably. And, uh, yeah, you look exactly the same. How are things going? I'm in L.A., actually not too uh, far from Adam. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. So what are you guys up to today? Uh, I'm driving the GT500 up at Sonoma. Uh, Billy okay. Billy did uh, the test driving for it. Are you sure this is a good idea? Have you thought this one out? I never think anything out. Uh, I know that. Billy <laughs> doesn't know that. <laughs> I've seen your guys' show, seen him and his capabilities. So it's uh, kind of a... A fun test because I was part of the development of the 500 and the stability control system of the car. And like, even though I know Adam's really talented with uh, breaking stuff, blowing stuff mm. up, I have a lot of confidence in what uh, the Ford team has, has done with the stability control. So. I see what you're saying in a politically correct kind of way. This is like worst case scenario. And so it's like a good, you know, and it's hard because you guys go up to smithers test facility in upper peninsula michigan you put it on the, the ford proving grounds in probably arizona and in michigan you, you the engineers put it to the absolute limit to see what it will save but now you're about to go into the bear cave to see if it really will withstand a grizzly and uh, <laughs> sorry adam who knows there could be after this uh, event a uh adam laboratory test <laughs> The Adam. Did it pass the uh, Adam test? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good. 
Well, we're racing. I'm taking it up to Sonoma. Uh, and the last time we were at Sonoma, you were in an LFA. Rut and I were on the simulators. Yeah, that was the I, I, that that was a great day. Yeah, it was a great day for you because you got to drive the LF, LFA. It was a bad day for the guys that designed the uh, the program because I actually flipped the car in the program, and you're not supposed to be able to do that. Yeah, you had the Forza engineers scratching their heads on how. So, don't. I mean, I'm not saying that this is the same conversation we just had with Billy or not, <laughs> but you did find a new limit for the Forza game, which mm-hmm. should be pretty sorted out. Millions of miles of testing they've done in that game, right? Right. Adam did something they'd never seen before: managed to wedge the thing on its roof uh, on the wall. Um, <laughs> So I'm just saying, let's not, uh, you know, repeat that in real life, hopefully, Adam. Yeah. But uh, but that was a great day. It's one of those that was one of those dream projects, Billy, where you get to uh, see how realistic the um, the game is by taking the real supercar on the real track and comparing a lap with the, the supercar in the game. And. Um, you know how you, you spend plenty of time on simulators. They're pretty accurate. They give you a little bit sometimes on turn into apex, but uh, they're pretty amazing, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, before you hopped on, Adam and I were just talking about like the development work that I've done with Ford, including like the Ford GT and the, the Ford GT was developed a lot on a simulator. So I got to drive the car on the sim before there's even before I even knew what it looked like, it was that right. secret of a project, and uh, yeah, just it's it's incredible how much technology has come and how that's now part of the development of some of these supercars and and these race cars. Yeah. And and now it's up to supercars to save owners from themselves. So you get a, I mean, how many horsepower is that? Seven sixty. Seven sixty, Adam. Mm-hmm. Adam. <laughs> What are you doing, <laughs> Billy? Tanner says, "Remember, remember, we were at, we were at, we were at El Toro once. It was just me and you. We were fucking around in a car, and uh, yeah. I'm in a spin, and I'm giggling. And Tanner looks at me after after we we came to a stop. He goes, Okay, I think I figured it out.' I go, What? He goes, You have no risk management system. Zero. Yeah, you have zero risk management system, and the throttle's either on or off with you." Yeah, that's and a winning get, combination. <laughs> oh, and then just a, a little bit of icing on the cake. Uh, when you get nervous, you laugh instead of like slow down. So <laughs> is it like a psychotic nervous laugh, or is it a? No, it's a. This is great. I hope it turns out okay, but I can't stop <laughs> laughing. Yeah, like that. Kind of, yes, <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. Are you riding in the car? Really? No, I was invited. He didn't uh, invite me. It's a good move. It's, it's going to be interesting. Move. I mean, no offense. Again, Adam, if you're <laughs> going to have a blast, all the electronics are going to get put to the test. Yeah. What yeah, was what, what, I, what was the day you were driving? Was it the, the 458 and I had the, uh, the ZR1 and I was chasing you in the ZR1? Uh, where we did a, we did like a drag race. We were on some windy road yeah. in Central California. Mm-hmm. I think the 190. 
one night, Highway 180, maybe, mm-hmm. and then we did a drag race. Is that the one? It was a black uh, yeah, Ferrari? Yeah, you, you had a black Ferrari, and I had a blue Corvette, and, and he's in front of me, and, I, and you, Billy, you could see the GoPros. We're talking to the cameras as we're doing it. So Tanner's in front of me, and I'm chasing him, and so I got, I'm, I'm on him, and you know I'm trying to follow him, and I see him talking to the camera, and then I just, I did something in a turn, and he stopped talking to the camera, and I just saw him shaking his head. He was just, <laughs> he was just shaking his head no, and then at some point he did this. He looked back over his shoulder. <laughs> oh, you made me nervous. You made me nervous. I'm not gonna lie. There is He's still a... here. Yeah. He's, He's still th- here. You know what? You're right. What? He's still here. He made it through all that. He made it through the, uh, you know, the jump in the Cadillac with the seatbelt wrapped around the chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's a, uh, yeah. I don't know why we even had a helmet on for that one, but <laughs> I told him the Viper story when you scolded me. Yeah, yeah. There were some things where it just shouldn't have happened, but yeah. you know we got away with it. That we was 140 something in a tunnel. That was not good, but yeah. Uh, yeah. You it's went faster though. I heard. <laughs> What's that? I heard you yeah. were still faster. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> Had to, Billy. If you're gonna set me up like that, come on. <laughs> All right, listen. I'm I'm driving this GT500. I can't thank you guys so much for being here, Billy. Thank you so much, Tanner. Thank you so much for being one of my best friends and taught me enough about be, driving just to get me killed. Be safe. Oh my gosh, do not turn the stability control off. Yes, leave it in track mode. Don't turn it off. <laughs> Although I did say I want him in uh, turn seven, like since. Tanner wasn't here when I gave you this advice. Mm-hmm. Turn 7A is slowest corner on the track. No walls around. That's where I said to, once he gets to the apex, stomp on full throttle and uh, see if he's able to spin it out. I have a lot of confidence he won't be able to. Oh, Billy. You, you have not seen this man in action. <laughs> he will defy what we know as the laws of physics. <laughs> It's just, and, and it will go, eh? She just wanted to go backwards. So this is going to be good. All right, boys. Thank you so much. Love you, Tanner. Billy, thank you for spending time with me, my friend. I really appreciate it. All right? Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good to see you again, Tanner. Good to see you, Adam. Thanks for having me. You too, Billy. See you later. Bye, Adam. Take care, guys. Take care.